it up. Let's get it. I'm about to get some chicken wings and watch the Bengals play. I'm about to get a couple drinks and watch the Bengals game. My city like a zoo. We just Ladies and gentlemen, Bengals fans, it is the Bengals before and after podcast. We're coming to you a little differently. This Let's get it. It's a little different this week. We're still doing before. We're still doing after. We, neither of us, are still not analysts, nor are we trying to be. If you want X's and O's, there are plenty of places to get it with far smarter people. We are fans of the Bengals. We talk about the Bengals games before the game happens. We go off mic. We watch the game. We get right back on the mic after the game is over. And you get the real, live, hot-off-the-press emotions of whatever it is that happened. We're going to do a little separately. You can hear from me. You can hear from... Aaron, and see how things have gone. We break things down into three phases still, offense, defense, and special teams. And since I woke, worked until 4 a.m. in the morning, this is going to be brief. On the offense, for the love of all that's good and holy, keep Joe Burrow on his feet. Please, dear Lord God, whatever it is we figured out on the right side of the line last week against Jacksonville, let's do more of that. This is not Jacksonville. This is the Ravens. Uh, they're not unbeatable, but man, they look really good this season. And they always play us really tough in the division. And they're nasty to, to rookie quarterbacks. Uh, let's see if we can go Joe, get Joe Mixon going again. Would be outstanding. Uh, and then, you know, AJ Green, could be in a decoy. Do what you got to do. Let's get T. Higgins involved. Let's get Boyd involved. Let's keep those guys moving. Uh, let's keep the offense high powered. It's like a 12 and a half point underdog uh, at the opening here for us. So let's cover that spread. Let's win outright. And those are the guys that are going to help us do it. Defense. Show up, be there. Lamar Jackson is a beast. He's hurt. Uh, he's also sick. Um, doesn't make him any, make him any less uh, dangerous. Guy's a pro quarterback. He's going to play through pain. Uh, we're just going to have to try to contain him. Try to keep them within reach. I don't think we shut him down. I don't think we do anything miraculous. Um, let's just contain him. Let's just keep the game within striking distance. Let's keep it away from uh, the need to kick a game-winning field goal which takes us to special teams. Uh, good dear Lord God, no fat Randy winning the game for us. Don't make that happen. We've seen that with the Ravens in the past. I don't ever want to see it again. If he needs to kick some field goals, fine. Uh, but no game winners. Uh, let's win the game uh, decis- decisively, uh, not on someone's fat foot. Uh, coaching staff, losing faith. Uh, not so sure that the Zach Taylor ex- uh, experiment is uh, paying dividends. Uh, he's making poor choices with his supporting staff. If Mike Brown and his uh, family want to see Joe Burrow survive to play and be a generational talent that he can be, maybe time to pull the trigger. Houston did it. It's not unprecedented. It's unprecedented for the Bengals, more or less. They've done it before. Uh, if there's ever a reason to pull the trigger on something like that, now is the time. Who fills that spot? Couldn't tell you. Uh, but we'll see. If we get halfway through the season and things are better, maybe something, anything is better than it's currently there. A super brief before from your old boy Jared. Let's go watch these Bengals play this game. Hootay, Bengals fans. Hootay, hootay, hootay. Hootay, Bengals fans. Welcome to Aaron's side of the Bengals before and after. Uh, Got to be a little bit different this week. Jared and I both swamped with work. Uh, the unholy man holding us down uh, once again. So 
We're going to do a little different. I'm going to give you my side of um, the before here with a uh, quick hitter on uh, offense, defense, special teams. That's kind of how we break things down here on Bengals before and after. Uh, even when we're not in the same space, uh, you know, we're going to get, get on the mics here, talk a little bit about it, and then uh, we're going to come uh, back on the mics after the game and give you our reaction. Um Offense, I think the big thing here today is can Joe Burrow uh, continue to be um, continue to be as effective as he's been in the prior three weeks? Uh, can we protect the football? Can we move it on this staunch, very staunch uh, Ravens defense coming in a twelve point dog? That is a lot of daggone points uh, in the NFL to be a dog. Um, seems like, uh, seems like a week, uh, where it might be tough for the men in stripes to, uh, to, to, to score a lot of points. Um, but as we know, uh, score a lot of points, they are going to have to do, uh, to keep up with this Ravens, uh, offense that is so, so very good. Uh, second storyline, where the hell's AJ Green been in the last four weeks? Um, uh, you know, franchise tag wants to, you know, wants to play. Is, is this a big gamesmanship on the part of AJ Green, uh, to get the hell out of Cincinnati? Or is he, um, just what he's been the last four weeks, which is a bit old, a bit slow, and a bit, um, out of this offense's plan? Uh, really can't say for sure, but what we can say is we need another big day from Joe Mixon. Um, I know for for sure um, that that is going to be uh, key to keeping this Bengals offense on the field, the defense off the field, and the Ravens offense also off of the field. Uh, switching to the defensive side of the ball, uh, Geno Atkins looks like he'll play today. What well, has been a full participant in practice? Um, I think that gives us. Um, Adds a dimension to the defense, but the defense is going to have to step up and, and play well today uh, to hold Lamar down. Um, you know, it, it's going to be um, a difficult task for this defensive uh, unit today um, to ho- hold the Ravens down here. Just such a good offense. The only person, the only team that seems to have their kryptonite over the past two years is the Kansas City Chiefs. It certainly hasn't been anybody uh, on um, in the AFC North. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what we can uh, what we can what we can do here. Um, special teams. I think um, what I'll do for there uh, is just talking uh, a little bit more about just you know the importance of this game and. And how it really has felt like a changing of the guards here over the last um, two years since Lamar's been in the league. Uh, you got Pittsburgh hanging on a little bit. Um, obviously, wholesale changes in Cleveland where they look uh, to be on the upswing. Uh, wholesale changes here in Cincinnati with a squad that is struggling a little bit more um, this year. But I would say it is still a few pieces away, especially on that offensive line. Um, 
But, you know, Baltimore, really the, the, the class of the AFC North right now, uh, the new wave razzle-dazzle offense, if you will, Lamar Jackson chucking the ball over the all over the yard, running the football all over the yard. This is uh, this is what the NFL is becoming. You're seeing more and more of these quarterbacks. You got one in Texas. You got one in Kansas City. You got one out west in Seattle. Uh, you've got a couple of these guys that are that are starting to pop up and play down in uh, down in New Orleans and in other spots. Uh, you know, uh, New England even embracing. Uh, Cam Newton and his legs at the quarterback position. Um, hopefully, you know, this is, this is a trend, uh, that the Bengals have hopped on with Joe Burrow and his mobility. Uh, but the big question is, is how the heck do you slow down Lamar Jackson, league MVP last year, uh, coming off just of a monster season? Um, you're going to have to beat these guys twice a year, at least once a year, if you want to, if you want to contend for an AFC North division title. Um, you know, we're going to have to start setting the tone sometime. I think it's a tall order today. My, um, my prediction, uh, as optimistic as I want to be, a, a, as good as I want this game to go. Um, I, I think the folks in Vegas know, uh, what they're talking about. Uh, I think it's hard for, uh, the Bengals to pull this one out today, but, Hopefully, uh, we get back on the mic, Jared and I together after this one, and, uh, we can, um, we, we can, uh, be talking about a Bengals upset win. I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go watch this in between pounding my keyboard. Um, gonna give it, try to give it the attention it's due. We'll talk to you guys after the game. Who day, Bengals fans? Let's try to get this victory. Bengals fans. Hey, Bengals uh, fans. Whew, man, all right. I'm gonna got to muster a lot of energy to even cue this one up. So, a couple of things you may have noticed. You may be asking yourself, "Hey, um, where there where, was no before? Yeah, there was no before, and where, where was that after uh, for the Ravens game? Well, um, unlike our offense, uh, Aaron <laughs> we, and I, we both did a thing last weekend. We, we had to work. <laughs> Yeah. Our offense didn't work last week, um, so you got those befores, and now we're on the after, uh, two weeks after, having just sat and witnessed, which I think is the appropriate verb, uh, witnessed our Bengals lose to the Colts, squandering a, at one point, 21 to nothing lead in the first half. Um... Yikes! Uh, Just wow! Yeah, I'm, again, on the offensive side of the ball, got to dig deep on this one. Uh, well, yeah. So let's 
<sighs> Set it up. Let's talk Set it about up, uh, the offense and the defense and oh god, this this the special teams and man, were they special? <laughs> um, Again and always, man. Not they all. All of this is a, a mess, right? So on the offense, same pattern of events. First half of the game, we got to watch a Bengals team we haven't seen uh, yet this year, and to the point where during the game. Aaron, we're watching going, wow, like what changed? Like, wasn't weren't the Colts supposed to be a a leading defense? Like, we're carving them up. Like the, yeah. those first 21 points were easily scored. Effortless. I mean, if you will. Joe Burrow was vertical the entire time. He had he, he got to relax in the pocket. Everything about that looked really nice. And the kind of stuff that other uh fans of other teams get to enjoy seemingly weekly. Uh, and that we look forward to. And then the second half, or really even the, the end of the first half, and good Lord, the whole entire second half, it's like Zach Taylor took whatever play card uh, he was reading and tore it into shreds and went and grabbed the old faithful one that the Bengals have been using for yeah, years. Yeah, the one that's broken and doesn't doesn't do anything for this team. Yeah, and just started reading it off verbatim. And this, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It was, Draw plays when they shouldn't be called. Trying to throw a toss play, um, you know, when when it shouldn't be called. And, you know, I know we've moved on from last week in the hell that it was for both of us. Um, but if you go back to last week, the offense looked confused and lost pretty much the entire day. And for a quarter and a half of football, you come out and you say, man, this looks like a new team. You know, the offensive line looked good for a minute. Uh, the play calling was imaginative, and they did things that suited the offense. You know, that Burrow was out of the pocket. He was on the move. He was making good throws. And then after a quarter and a half of football, we just slipped back into the old ways. Good old. Was, uh, let's run. Let's send, a, let's send a halfback right up the middle. Unimaginative and, and predictable. Predictable. Pedestrian. Just, I, I just. Pathetic. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of words to start with P. Yeah, man. I just don't understand how offense on this team piss poor can go from looking so good to looking so bad. Now, obviously, the Colts, as you said, a good defense coming into this ball game. But realistically, we had that all that defense on the ropes in the first quarter. In the first, in the second quarter. Uh, Half of the second. We almost quarter. hung twenty-one on them in the first quarter of football. The only thing that that got us was the clock. And then, we were driving to a third touchdown as the end of the first quarter approached. And I was because I remember distinctly. I remember thinking, "My lord, we're going to put twenty-one points on the board in the first quarter of football. What is about to happen here?" Give me another NFL team that puts up twenty-one in the first quarter and then can't muster but two field goals. The rest of the game. The Atlanta Falcons, but uh, they were in the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. So they get a, they're bad, but I give them a pass. So regardless, I don't, I, just the play calling in my mind, like, so Joe Burrow made some, some rookie mistakes. Um, I don't think any of us really give him some of the leeway that he's probably owed yeah. as a rookie in the NFL. I mean, the, the pick he throws at the end there, you, you can't have that pick. I mean, obviously, in that situation, you can't have the pick, right? You, you got to throw the ball away. You can't throw it deep down the middle late. 
Everybody knows that. That's pretty much a concrete rule in football. And he does, and he makes a mistake, and it's picked off, and that ends the Bengals' chances. But why does it take the two minutes in the game till this offense gets imaginative again yeah. and, and, and thinks outside and, of the and box? And are behind again. Like, not, not maintaining a lead, not even preserving a semblance of a lead, but now they have to play from behind again before you start getting creative. And, and But then, unfortunately, your, your rookie quarterback's forced to make choices, and he's learning lessons. Like, you know, yesterday was Saturday. You watch college football. They get away with a lot of things. And I don't mean from an officiating standpoint. I mean, there are plays that work. There are big gains that are had in college because not everybody on every college team is the best. Right. And yeah. in the NFL, I mean, this isn't a hot take, man. This is just – this is the, these are the thoughts that go through my head. In the NFL, everybody's the best. Even the worst, they're the best. Well, I mean, you, you boil you it down, You can't get away right? with that crap. Yeah, you boil it down, right? You got high school kids that are good, and you boil that down, Right. And you get college kids that are good, and you boil that down again, and you got NFL kids. You're literally having, and, and I know it goes said a lot of times, but the NFL is the best of the best in football. Well, and, and, and so yeah, and that's the point, right? The point of all that is that Joe Burrow made a pass that probably at LSU uh, and his he juggernaut year, away with. He, yeah, he made. probably would have made that completion because the defenders aren't elite. This is the NFL. Everybody's elite. You are, they're going to make you pay, and they did. And they did. And they so did. he's a rookie. The defense Let's, does the job they have to do in that situation. How many dropped passes today, though, that weren't rookie overthrows or poor uh, positioning? Well, I See, counted two from our old Tyler, star receiver. Tyler Boyd had two Tyler hit Tyler Boyd him, had two. Hit his person in, very, in places where, as a professional receiver, you're supposed to catch it. A.J. Green drops at least one touchdown. It doinks off his fingers. He hops up off the turf to look for a flag where there there was no flag. There was due. no flag. There. He it yeah. hit off his fingertips. No, Sorry, no bro. Like yeah, I mean it's last week. It's if you don't want to use me, trade me. This week it's I can't catch a touchdown pass. Which hey, Bengals fans, if you've been watching the Bengals and paying attention, uh, this reminiscent of AJ Green. Remember, is not uh, perfect. And even in the Dalton era, he was the Teflon Don. Like when the Bengals were losing under Dalton, Dalton ate all the blame, and AJ never. Absorbed any of it, even though he had dropped passes. It is a and new shit. day. It yeah. is a new day. Yeah, guess what? And AJ Green shares some of this blame today. And and sadly, and he like, should. His he should. Well, and his heyday is gone. And so it's it's the era of Burrow in terms of the fan like headspace. So now people are not as quick to to hang it on the quarterback like we were with Andy Dalton. AJ is going to have to eat the blame where it's well, due. I, I think you have this, right? For the record, I'm not hanging this loss right. on AJ I'm Green. Not, I'm, I, in I'm no saying, am I doing that. But I'm saying on the, the offensive time, side of the ball, Tyler Boyd's dropping balls that right, he should catch. A- absolutely. AJ Green is dropping balls that he should catch. And you should not see as many damn drop balls this out is, of professional receivers. Because what we were just saying, you have been distilled out that's right. to the elite. Right. You're being paid millions of dollars, things that average Joe's will work our your whole life you might accrue seven figures worth of wealth maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe your whole life's work and smart investments and all this other shit and these guys got it overnight these are boys who are leveraging some amazing talent and and, and physical capabilities and good on them yeah and, and they've got and millions so yes. do your job catch the ball you if gotta it's, catch if it's the put football. in if it's touching your hands and there's not a third hand that of a of a defender that's ripping it away actively ripping it away Catch the ball. There's no excuse. Too Not for drop, what I saw today. Too many drop passes. And you know what? If A.J. Green still wants to be thought of in the annals of elite receivers in this league, he's got at least two balls today that are game-changing footballs yep. that he's got to catch. Makes an amazing catch on a fourth and nine. 
that was, you know, that was an outstanding conversion, and he's super psyched. But you can't turn it on and off. You gotta exactly. do it. You gotta catch the football. And you know what? Miss that fourth and nine, but have caught that touchdown pass. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, something. I, that's I, a great way to put it. The way you said, like, you can't turn it on and off. You can't. Uh, I, I hope in post game interviews and whatever we don't hear a lot of griping out of that man. Hopefully he eats his his uh, eats his crow, such as it is, and and eats the responsibility that's his. A um, couple other interesting things before we switch sides of the ball. Uh, interesting that they pulled a lot more Gio Bernard in today, which I thought was uh, different. I'm a big fan of Giovanni Bernard. I, I think it's a a waste. That- Nixon banged up a lot today. I mean, obviously went to the locker room early in the second half. Um, you know, but even in the, get, even in that those first that first quarter and a half, like yeah. a lot of Geo, and I'm why not? When and, we and drafted that, good, Mixon, but, that was what got me hyped. It's like you've got a guy who's already a great running back. Well, that, we give him what a contract Hill, last year. Well, and Hill like overshadowed him for way too long for reasons I'll never understand. I mean, um, Hill's the bigger back. He's the bruiser. But he should Gio's know, not going to be that, that guy. But Gio, right? Gio is totally overshadowed, and all he was ever done is hung out to drive by Andy Dalton to be like, let me see a new and interesting way to kill a man with a ball. <laughs> um, fair. That's uh, fair. Yeah, so that's all gone and done, and so now you've got Mixon and Gio, and I'm like, damn, what a one-two punch in your backfield. Like the, how cre- You were talking about being imaginative. How creative can you be with two really great running backs one of which is a fairly tr- uh, decent receiver too in, in, uh, I'm in Giovanni Bernard. Like, and I'm yet gonna, you don't see any of that happen. I'm going to put this out here on tape right now for everybody. Why do you never see Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard in the game at the same time? If, and if why? you do, you don't know it. Why? Which is to your point. Why do they? Why? And now on the flip side today, we have a fullback dive on a crucial short yardage. When's the last time the Bengals ran a damn fullback dive? When's the last time a fullback dive when was they, an effective I'll play? I'll tell you. On a funnel, when, 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 when they had freaking Lorenzo Neal. That's when you saw it last. Lorenzo what Neal. A, Go back and look it up, Bengals fans, because it's been a minute since we had wait, Lorenzo so, Neal. So what, how, how, how old is your son? He's what? He's eight. He's eight. It takes your nine. Eight, he's nine. It takes your nine-year-old well, son. He's nine. We'll edit that My in bad. post. Your nine-year-old son has to uh, remind me who that guy even is that's running the ball for nothing. Because I'm like, what, who is this? That's not Mixon. That's not Geo. And a damn sure isn't Burrow on a sneak. All things you might do on an and one situation. And yet, we decide that the fullback dive, this is a good time to trot that out and try it. You have a mobile quarterback that can put his head down and get you a yard. And you hand it off five yards deep in the backfield. To a guy I don't a even guy know that none of us even know how many was on times, the damn roster. How many times did the O-line push that Colts defense forward today for Mixon for extra yards? And yet, I'm going to pause you for one second here right now. The offensive line today did some yeoman's work. Until they, they they did they did they pushed the Colts around pretty much all day until the end. I know the the holes weren't necessarily big, but Mixon ran for positive yards a lot. Gia ran for positive yards. Why do you why do you hand the ball five yards deep? in that situation and try to get a yard? That doesn't make any sense. It makes make no sense, sense which, to me. Which goes back to you know my my the the target of my ire now is it's on the coaching staff. It's Zach Taylor and Anarumo and at what point do we start holding this coaching staff accountable? I mean, the Falcons went 0 and five and fired Dan Quinn. He took them to the Super Bowl. Well, they lost in humiliating fashion, but regardless, <laughs> humiliating fashion. Um, they they fire him and the GM. 
right here in Atlanta. Fire them both because they went zero and five, and Arthur Blank is just like no. Nope. So when do we get to fire Zach and the de facto GM of this team, who is uh, his name escapes me right now because he's not the actual GM. No, he's the one fat guy that's like head of player personnel. And I his mean, name, it, I don't know. It, I hate him too, but. It, that's the thing is it won't happen because I, when can once, we get better in Cincinnati? Yeah. When do it. we get better? That's the question. When does this team get better? And I don't want to see this team get better when they move to London in I, two years. I think I, because I, yeah. this is bullshit. I'm starting to wonder what is this WWE is the script <laughs> written right now? Because when do we get better when this team is in Cincinnati? Right. At what point does the league rip this team away from Mike Brown and say, you're not good enough? You no longer meet the standard of being an NFL owner. We're taking the team from you. Won't happen. happen. We've got a long story in Cincinnati of teams being ripped away. He makes money. They ripped away from Marge Schott, racist as she may have been. That's that's a whole different story. They ripped it away from her. They, when will the NFL finally say you're backwards, you're fucked up, we're taking the team, and you know where it's going to be? It ain't going to be in Cincinnati, fans. It will not be oh, here. No, if they not. rip this football team away from us, you're not going to see NFL. They did it with the, the NBA. They ripped the team out of the out, well, but out again, of us again. A different uh, a different sport. I think the, the pro thing- sports teams hate Cincinnati. They do. Uh, and the NFL, I'm certain they're not a fan of, of Mike Brown and his uh, administration, but he makes money, and that some of that money goes back into the collective pot. Goes into the coffers, And man. as long as Cincinnati fans keep pumping money in, uh, he sits pretty. I don't know. I'm starting to wonder myself if he hates Cincinnati and wants to be forced out. We are or, deep. We are deep into conspiracy I today, mean, guys. we could do a whole addendum. Let's, <laughs> let's talk. Deep. Let's put a pin in that. I feel yeah. like we, that's a whole episode we can do between oh, weeks and, and just talk about what's happening under in the, the deep football state. Um, honestly, defense, I don't I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, the defense I thought was – they did okay. Um, yeah, but – Should have done better. I they thought go away and hide after the second quarter. Play calling again, just like the offense. In the first quarter and a half, uh, great defense. And then somewhere in there, they switched to zone. Almost this Bengals like, team is almost not like a zone football team. It almost looked like they go to prevent defense in the second quarter of the first. Like, what are you I, doing? I'll go back. 21 and to nothing is not the end of the game until it's the end of the game. And yet, they played like they were just waiting for the last two minutes of the fourth quarter to run. I'll, I'll pull back in last week. Last week, this team holds Lamar Jackson to three rushing yards. Hasn't been done in his career. They pick him off twice, almost three times. And and realistically, watching that football game last week, they could have had four or five interceptions on Lamar Jackson. Their biggest their biggest hurdle was they had to spend so much time on the field. Yeah. And because they were working. Unlike the offense. They were working. Yeah. And this week, the first quarter, they come out, they're playing man, they're playing fast, they got their head on a swivel, they're playing good. And you know what? After that, until the third quarter, it, halfway through the third quarter, they didn't show up. They go to a zone prevent defense. They, no, they switched, two deep they switched to that crap in the first half. Yeah, they, they, they're they playing two deep safeties, playing not to lose this football they game. Put 20, they put The offense Phillip put 21 Rivers. on the board. 
And they, the defense immediately yeah. switches to this crazy prevent again, like it's the end of the game, like we're in the fourth quarter. Now, guys, we're not saying that they're switching to a, a two deep safeties where the safeties are all 40 yards in the ball, but they switch to a zone defense to where you got two deep safeties that are playing. You and, it, it and damn sure felt like they were in traditional. But you see defense. it all over. They got guys <laughs> out of position. They got blown coverages. They don't know where they're supposed to be in their zones, and it just looked absolutely running game is, is grabbing not big good. chunks of turf. Yeah, everything about it was crap. Not good. Both sides of the ball seemingly did the exact same thing at the same time, which puts you into the head coaching space again. That's a game planning thing in my mind. Like, what are you doing? What was the ch- what was the conversation you had with your coordinators uh, and your and your assistants where you go, okay? We've got 21 points. Now let's completely abandon everything we're doing that got us here. For uh, an NFL football team to know the name of your coordinator and to hold him in effigy week in and week out is unacceptable. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's maddening. And then these little these little teaser, little taste, little fun sides, because we're near Halloween. Little fun size nuggets of defense right. that we get. Yeah. Not the full candy bar, but like these little fun size, little eighth of a chunk of it. Just what? To, I'm getting a ha- I'm getting a half of a half of a half of a Snickers just bar. Just enough. Fuck that bullshit. Give me the goddamn whole Snickers bar. Just enough to know it's possible. Just to taste it and go, oh, I'll be damned. With these people, this personnel, they can do things. And then just pull it all back. I don't think this defense is as bad as they they are on paper right now. As they're playing, no. I, I actually think this defense, given what we saw against one of the better teams, probably one of the best teams in the AFC right now. Yep. I just I cannot you can't, wrap my yeah, head around you cannot that this do defense that. is that bad. You can't do that to the Ravens if you're that bad. And well, they almost went what we said. They almost gave up twenty eight unanswered points. Now you had two field goals in there, so I know it's not twenty eight unanswered points. Well, I'm gonna stop you though. But and this goes what I said on both sides of the ball. But you count that's, those as points. That's not player. That's personnel. a loss. That's not player personnel in my mind. That is ass play calling that is on the coaching my beef now before we switch to special teams has transitioned and this started at the beginning of last week it's on the coaching staff now in my mind burrow's a rookie he's gonna make rookie mistakes here and there fine he's but if you have he's good coaching and game planning uh, from the the leaders of this team uh that are not on the field these are things you deal with bill belichick type coaches deal with these things pat mahomes uh, and Andy Reid, they deal with these kind of things. He thinks about what he has, and he plans accordingly. Something is uh, is sour in Cincinnati such that this coaching staff, they're not the ones. I think the experiment's over, in my opinion. I think it's, you know, thank you, Zach Taylor. The You know, it, it, was, a, it was a nice try. Um, you're not getting it done. You don't look to be getting it done. But again, we don't have an owner like an Arthur Blank or a Bob Kraft or these owners that – are passionate about winning in football. We ha- we still have, as we have always had, Mike Brown, who doesn't care if we win or lose. He's looking at the balance sheet. Let's go to special teams only briefly to call out that <laughs> prophetically, sir, as we watched prophetically. Randy, Fat Randy Bullock kicking field goals. Two, like two field goals that seven meant yards. nothing. Kicked one from the parking lot uh, in through the open ceiling at Lucas Oil and, you know, it made like it. like 947 yeah, yards. Yeah, just... Down as soon as they landed in Indianapolis airport, he kicks a field goal like just effortlessly uh, all day until 
literally as he lined up to kick the field goal that what would have put us uh, with uh, up one, I think it would have been at that point. It would have put us within a point. Yeah. And as he starts his approach out loud, you say, this one has something attached to it. Watch him shank it. And he proceeds to ding the upright. Something that, by the way, if you if you offered me $100,000 to do, I couldn't do. No. I couldn't miss that at such a tiny pole in, in this, with regards to the yeah. whole stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. Doinks it off the upright. Uh, how he, I don't understand. How he's still a kicker in the NFL. How he's still a kicker in Cincinnati. Why you let somebody who's so predictably bad at clutch times win. Let's be honest. The only time your kicker is a person in the NFL is if his foot is about to win a game for you. Right. Period. Or send you to overtime. Avoid a loss. Otherwise, PATs, yes, but damn it, you're paid, again, league minimum at least, to make kicks, and that's it. You don't get hit. You don't get smashed. No one's crushing you. You just kick a ball, right? So PATs, given. Little chip shot field goals, Given your job, your value to the team is when your offense can't get it in the end zone, but they're close enough for your stupid foot to put the ball through some uprights to gain three. That's your value. And when he needs to deliver that value, he literally chronically, almost pathologically cannot do it. Cannot do it. And for for four weeks now, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, the only team in the NFL that are carrying two place kickers, two of them, and they won't cut either one of them. And Randy Bullock continues to not be able to produce when it actually counts. Look, drive for show, putt for dough, man. I mean, that's it, man. This guy has to putt for dough. He has got to make the kicks he's supposed to make. They even did the third down surrender play that I hate, where you're just trying to position the ball better for your Tell me which hash you want to be on, fat Randy, and I'll put you there, right? And still can't make a kick. I, I I just speechless, and here's I am very at. rarely in my <laughs> life speechless. Well, I'm not. But in I, this, I am not. And here's I what I'll say: it, if Zach Taylor wasn't such a spineless moron, uh, that's right. I said it. I'm giving up on Zach Taylor. He does one of two things: either he starts adopting that approach that uh, that one high school football coach has, where fourth down is just another attempt. Go go go! You go. do not ever give the ball away, nor do you kick field goals. You go for first down, or you do nothing, or you punt on third. Those are my, that's the new Bengals approach. <laughs> fourth down is dead to you one way or the other. Either you're going for it on fourth. We're playing Canadian football or, here in Cincinnati. Or on third, you're punting because you're just giving up the fourth down. You're giving up that, that, that last fourth down attempt because you're damn sure can't put it behind the leg of Randy Bullock. He's yeah, he, useless. You can't anymore. He, 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 or maybe, maybe, you know what, let's temper it. Maybe you only do that if it matters. If you're looking at your stupid card that all these coaches have that says, if this, then this, and it says, oh, kick a field goal because of the well, I don't know what Zach's card says, but it's wrong. I'm pretty sure I mean, it's, it's, it's just big shapes of animals. It, 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 it is not a good card. And He's got a two-year-old pop-up book, and he cut the pages out. <laughs> And he just flips him over, and he's like, elephant, that's fun. I Yay, like that animal. Elephant. I bet you that's a lot of fun. I wish I had an elephant, and that's what you see on the field. But I'm saying, if it's a clutch kick you need, that should be his spidey sense. And he goes, you know what? You know what we're not going to do? Trot Randy we're Bullock out here. It. Yeah, I mean, it, We're going to go for it. it. Fourth and 30, but we're within field goal range. Somehow, I don't, don't do the math on that. Uh, don't. Go for it. 
I told you not to do the math on it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm saying it doesn't matter how hopeless it appears where it's up, trot the kicker out. That's the only thing to do. No, it's not. Not if it matters. Now, if you're up dramatically, which I, I hear that you can do that in, in football. I've yeah, heard that he, you can score enough points versus your opponent where you don't sweat it out or lose. I, well, I don't know how uh, that uh, is. Apparently that was us today because we scored 21 unanswered and then absolutely went in a shell and hid. But – Back to Randy Bullock. Yeah, the, the, he can't be trusted. I don't know how much, how many field goals he's got to kick in meaningless situations that he can hit for for people to understand and realize, and for the coaching staff and the owners to realize that the man cannot be trusted in a big situation with the football on his toe. And he has one he job. He can't do it. He's not the you quarterback. You got one job, kick the ball through yeah. the uprights, and that's it. And he can't do it. On that note, uh, I'm running out of bourbon, so thus I'm running out of fuel to hate this team on a microphone. I'm going to continue to hate them off mic. Fair. Uh, I guess who day who day Bengals I mean, fans who day think I'll beat them Bengals most teams right now but most teams right now I don't even who the hell do we play next week I don't even know yeah I don't I hope maybe we have a buy maybe I have a mental buy I don't know but God, whoever it is we need a buy uh, a different coach maybe a it's a you know Saint Larita's school for the the deaf and blind uh, and and single legged and maybe we can keep it a close game uh, Jared Naren. Bengals before and after, mostly after. This is just the after today, yeah, guys. Just um, yeah, a lot of hey, hey everybody, hey, but we have a whole lot more season to look forward to. So, who day? Who day? Go who day? Go who day? Who day? Tell them who you rooting for. Who day? Go who day? Go who day? Who day? Tell them who you rooting for. Right.